Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 11th edition of the Gator Congregation. And I'm here joined with Marco Martinez once again. Marco, how are you? Good, man. I'm good. Just saw a fantastic game between the USA and England go down 2-1. to one. Stars and Stripes take it. They're heading to their third straight final. It's going to be a great match on Sunday between the winners of Netherlands and Sweden. Yeah, we saw a really good game. Um, I predicted it was going to be 2-2. When I saw that penalty, I thought it was going to be given. I mean, <laughs> I thought it was going to be scored, but the captain just couldn't make it. Um, a little bit sad. Um, I would have loved to see more of that game. But the winner of this game that we're going to talk about will play the United States of America in the FIFA Women's World Cup 2019 final. So we are going to talk about the Netherlands and Sweden. And Marco knows a thing or two about Sweden because he's been following them throughout the tournament. Marco. Yes, sir. Talk to me about that, uh, that quarterfinal game that Sweden just played in. Yeah, so Sweden against Germany, honestly. Throughout this entire tournament, I understand the Swedes are ranked ninth in the entire world, but I feel like in most of their matches, they've been considered as the underdogs. Uh, in the group stage, they had a tough time against Chile. They only scored two goals in the final minutes of the game. They obviously had some comfort against Thailand, defeating them 5-1, to one. but then they lose, however, to the U.S. 2 to nothing, and they looked extremely poor in that game. Going to the first round, they defeated their... They're big, um, a better opponent in Canada, one and nothing, with Black Sinius. And then this matchup right now against Germany, who is ranked second in the, the entire world. Dude, honestly, Sweden balled out, man. Like They started out in a 4-3-3 formation. And what's crazy about this entire matchup is that it was their first win against Germany in a major tournament in 24 years, man, since 1995. Wow. So this has been a long time coming for the Swedes. And and what's crazy about that is that they've lost to Germany so many times. So this is just so good, like such a great feeling of revenge. They lost to them in the Euro Finals in 2001, the 2003 World Cup, and the 2016 Olympic Games. So honestly, in my opinion, I feel like throughout this entire tournament, the best players that the Swedes have had have honestly have to be Kosovari, Aslani, uh, Stina Blackstinius, and Sofia Jacobson. You could even throw in uh, their goalkeeper, Hedvig Lindahl. She has made some yeah, remarkable saves, man, really, really, and especially with penalty kicks. And it's just this whole Swedish team is scary because they know that they're the underdogs and <laughs> underdogs, they're, that they're the underdogs, and they have nothing to lose, man. They have that mindset that they're just out there to win it all. They have the confidence. But, yeah, let me let me start talking about this game. Look. What's crazy about the whole Jacobson goal was that it was the first goal that, that Germany conceded throughout this entire crazy. tournament. Crazy, yeah. Yeah, it was their first goal in five matches. It so just that's goes 381 to minutes. It goes to show yeah, the competition that Germany had throughout the tournament. It wasn't very tough, and it's something that we've um, that we discussed, John Michali and I um, discussed. And Germany just didn't look like they were ready. They they scored those they scored many goals against South Africa, but it was South Africa. Then they faced Nigeria in uh, the round of sixteen. They, they, yeah, they were just not ready teams, to play yeah. against a team like Sweden. Mm-hmm. Starstruck, Completely right? agree. They they broke down the German defense and they took advantage on all aspects, especially with Stina Blacksinius just trying wow. to 
find those creases, those gaps in between the defense, and that's exactly what they did. And and that first goal with Jacobson, I mean, look, Linda Brandt, the center back, just cleared it. She literally launched it just to get it out of there, and it just went perfectly uh, over Marina Hegering's head, the center back for Germany, and and Jacobson just took it all the way. Beautiful, beautiful strike towards the far post, kept it a low ball against uh, the German's goalkeeper. I forgot her name, but she's she's been really good too. Um, so I feel like the scary moments of that entire game were like towards the end when Germany was just on full attack mode, just trying to tie the game. Uh, two missed headers that could have gone in, but missed just wide of the mark. And I remember talking to John early uh, in the preview that what I was mentioning is that Sweden, they kind of have like a staggering start. Like they they come out and especially in the beginning of the games. And I feel like they just don't seem as confident, right? Mm-hmm. Because in, against Canada, they just, Canada was a powerhouse and they were dominant throughout the entire game. But against Germany, it was a whole different story. And I really do feel like head coach Peter Gerhardsen uh, fixed that. He patched that up, trying to change the whole mentality and, and momentum to just start out, you know, shooting lights out from the get-go. So... I, I really do feel like Swedes are, are dangerous now. I mean, I understand they're in the, in the semifinals and any team can make it right now. Um, but I truly, truly do feel like the, Swede, the Swedes are something uh, not to be dealt with, man. Really, really, you cannot underestimate them at all whatsoever. Gotcha. I think it's a good time for me to um, run you through what the Netherlands has accomplished in this tournament. Well, first and foremost, the Netherlands have um, scored – more than two goals in almost every single one of their games. The only one that they didn't um, score two goals was against New Zealand, which was the first game of the tournament. They went on to beat Cameroon 3-1. They went on to beat Canada 2-1. The Netherlands beat Japan 2-1 in that round of 16, which was a good win. I mean, Japan was such a good team in this tournament. And then in this game, quarterfinal game against Italy they left it till till the end you know they scored a goal in minute 70 and I think the the other one was a minute 80 uh definitely the type of game that it was just a matter of time we know that Netherlands has the tools up top with the likes of Lieke Mertens and Viviane uh, Miendema and Van de Sanden um of course we all know that uh Miendema is the striker that like their target point pretty much they want to get the ball to her she is the leading scorer of the team and with players like mertens on the side you know it's it's very easy to get her to score and that's what's been happening in this tournament and also spitza gave the two assists in that game which is something noteworthy nevertheless i don't want to talk too much about the game because i did not watch the game it was one of the early games and you know, I work in the weekends and I get out of work at three in the morning and watching some of those early games sometimes has been a little bit <laughs> tough for me. But what I've seen from past games like the game against the um, Japan and the game against Canada is that like the U.S., like England, the Netherlands has a team that just re- you see the true beauty of it when they go in the attack. Right. Maybe defensively, they're not too solid or they're not excellent, 
but the attackers get the deal done. And I can't wait to see what will happen against Sweden. Sweden has a really tough defense, but um, they also have great attackers. I mean, Blackstenius, we've talked about her before. Her name is scary as it is. And then she scores goals like the goals <laughs> that she's been scoring. I mean, I, I can't wait. I, I honestly can't wait to see this one. Yeah, I know. I completely agree. And like you mentioned, there, uh, Sweden's uh, defensive line, you got you got Neela Fisher, Linda Sembrandt, a couple of veterans who've just played tons of games. I think they have over 150 caps for their Swedish team. Um, but I do, I do want to say that the Netherlands have just, you know, they came into this tournament as a dark horse. And I feel like everyone can agree on that. But what's wild about that uh, fact is that this is their second World Cup ever. Yeah. And they've made it this far for the first time ever. And I, I find that ridiculous, man. Well, they won, and to just be balling out. They won the European Cup, which was a crazy feat. You know, it was a crazy yeah, feat. Yeah, no, for sure. Look, I'm coming, giving them all the props. But to yeah. be on such a global stage involving other teams, especially like the, the USA, Canada, teams that, that aren't from Europe, yeah. and to still make it this far, it's, it's phenomenal, especially with such young players like Vivian Midema, Leek Mertens. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're all just balling out. And what's crazy about Midema is that she already has 61 goals for her country, man. That's ridiculous. And she plays for Arsenal. Mertens, on the other hand, uh, plays for Barcelona. She's a nasty winger, like you mentioned. Yeah. And she's scored twice in the tournament so far. But One of them was a I don't cheeky, know, man. I just feel flick. like Sweden is just dominant in the midfield, bro. With Kosovari Aslani, they just distribute it so well. And don't Look, one player that I forgot to mention, Juan, you cannot forget about Ericsson. Ericsson yeah. is just so nasty at the left back, and she's a great set-piece specialist. She is just phenomenal at just setting up perfect crosses off of free kicks and corners. And <laughs> Blackstinius is huge, man. Yeah. She's tall. She's not one of the tallest players in the tournament. But damn, she's she tall is enough. humongous, and she has a magnet on her forehead, man. I'm telling you. She could just throw that in with perfect accuracy off her head. And the Swedes are just dangerous on all aspects of the pitch, man. I'm telling you. Well, I mean, the Netherlands was able to get through the Italian defense in the later stages of that match. And mm -hmm. we all know that the Italian defense was a pretty good one in this tournament. Yeah. Um, given the group that they were in and the amount of goals that they actually conceded, it wasn't that many. Um, but the, the Netherlands has, I mean, when I've seen them play, they're really good on the counter. They're really good at catching a team whenever they're in their back foot. Um, yeah. Like good diagonal balls to the wingers. They're very fast, man. They're but, very fast players. Yeah. And, and coming into the tournament, like you said, dark horses, maybe sort of like some underdogs, even though they had already won the competition, we just, people didn't know too much about them. Yeah. They had one cool. Okay. But now with the performances that they put up. I mean, they're, they deserve to be in these last four and maybe even in the finals. And what, now, it's, it's going to be such a tough matchup in between these two. I feel like they're so close. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Look, I wanted to mention is that one thing I'm worried about for Sweden is that Rofo, I, I heard that she oh, might wow, she's good. not play no. the next game. She's nasty. But since she had a yellow card in the last game, I feel like she has an accumulation of yellow cards, which will have her sitting out this, this semifinal. That's, that's what I saw. I saw some t uh, statistics. I saw a table uh, formed by the FIFA.com saying that there was like an X next to her name. And when you look at the key, it showed that Xs mean that if they get a yellow card, 
that they will most likely sit out the next game. And she did get a yellow card last time out against Germany. But, you know, nothing to be worried about. She is nasty, but you got Janogi off the bench. And she's been able to step up. You know, remember in the beginning against Chile, she had a phenomenal goal where she just took it in by herself. And she crazy strike from outside the box. She has a playing style like no other. And I truly believe if Janogi uh, plays just phenomenally, especially in the semifinal and realizes that she needs to step up, then I feel like Sweden will most likely advance to the World Cup final to face U.S. on Sunday. Cool. Now, um, we've already broken down these two teams. Now, I, 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 want, I want to get your opinion. I want to know, who do you think out of these two teams will be the better rival in that final against the USA? Oh, okay. Which of these That's two a good te- Which of these two teams will put up a fight and mm-hmm. possibly beat the U.S. and stop them from winning their second consecutive World Cup? All right. So... Since Sweden has already met up with the U.S. already at this exact tournament and lost two to nothing, yeah, I feel like you know a revenge game yeah. might be something that a lot of fans will be looking forward to. However, I do feel like the Netherlands are the better team entering this game. Wow. Now, I I can't say that I know too much about them because I just haven't been looking at them this tournament. I'll be completely honest with you. I've just been watching highlights. But damn, man, that team is just so properly set up. Their team chemistry is fantastic, and they're just so quick off the counters that I feel like they could catch the U.S. slipping, especially with their crosses. I mean, you saw today that beautiful setup cross by England to set up Ellen White for their first goal nine minutes after the U.S.'s initial um, goal breaker. So I feel like if I, I honestly do feel like the Netherlands would be a better matchup but Sweden will most likely want it more just for that revenge game. Yeah, and and it's a good point that you bring out their revenge. I feel like Sweden is very salty about, oh, not, about sure. at least sure. not scoring a goal on the U.S. Because Sweden mm-hmm. knows that they're good enough. Now, the Netherlands, like you said, I feel like they're a more colorful team, a team that can, that can inflict more damage um, per se. But I don't know. There's some. There's something inside of me that says Sweden should be in this final, and Sweden already learned from their mistakes on that first game. Let's see what they do on this second game, on the second chance that they get against the U.S. Maybe they win the most, the, the more important out of the two games. Um, I, I I don't know. I think I think that this game, Netherlands versus Sweden will end up something, you know, like a tie. It's so easy to say a tie, but I'm gonna go with a two-one win. Another semifinal 2-1 score. 2-1 for, for Sweden. Yeah, for Sweden. Ooh, okay, yeah, I Juan, I see you. I don't know. I think the Netherlands, like you said, has the upper hand a little bit. Faster players up top, I think. Um, the way that they flow is a little bit nicer. But at the end of the day, it's going to be a 50-50 clash. Physica- physicality is going to be a big factor in the game. And I think um, Sweden can make the best out of the situation. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And especially after the, you know, I, I I honestly do feel like the Swedes are going to come back because we did mention the whole revenge game, but people tend to forget that in 2017, the Dutch defeated the Swedes also in the 2017 Euros. So oh, wow. I That's feel like, right. yeah, so I feel like the Swedes are going to come back and looking for that revenge game too. So <laughs> they have a, a chip on their shoulder, man, a huge wow. chip on their shoulder. The Blagult. 
The black gold, <laughs> by the way, ladies and gentlemen, means yellow and blue in, in Swedish. You see, you learn something new every day. Yeah, I, I learned that in Ikea. Come on now. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I I look, let me say my Double final revenge, prediction. I, I feel like I feel like it's going to end 2 to 1. There might even be another uh, possible VAR situation, I maybe so. a penalty because dude, let's just be honest. There's been a VAR situation almost every single game this women's World Cup. I'm not complaining against it, but we could we could go on for a whole other episode just to talk about VAR and its implications and how it's affected um just the stoppage time and playing style of soccer so far. Cool. Um, now I, I, it's it's fun to see that for the first time uh, we predict the game and have the same score and the same team winning. Um, they're hungry. The Swede, the Swedes are hungry, and because of those two, well, that final that they lost, and also because of losing to America earlier in the tournament. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Marco, is there anything else you got to say about this matchup? Uh, I want to say just to highlight uh, people, whoever's listening, I know goalkeepers kind of go under the radar. I mean, I know not this last game, especially after Alyssa Nager's beautiful yeah. penalty save, but please, please look out for Hedvig Lindahl. Lindahl is just a phenomenal goalie, and she's been balling out for the Swedes. She's already made a penalty save as well, so... She has just phenomenal reflexes, man. I'm telling you, that's the one player that I would say watch out for. And Stina Blackstein is for sure. Well, you heard it here first, boys and girls. That was Marco Martinez and myself, yes, Juan Rivera. And as always, here at the Gator Congregation, we'd like to end the episode by also thanking the listeners. We appreciate every single one of you for spending time listening to us. Go follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handles will be in the description. Also, make sure to subscribe to the Gator Congregation on SoundCloud and read our web stories found on WRUF.com. Episode 12 will come out soon, so stay tuned. And like I always say, Gator Congregation, out.